Well, today on the HSM Show, we are talking about a commandment that I almost guarantee you think is lame, boring, and dry. But what if it had the power to change everything? Welcome to the HSM Show. It is great to have you here. And as always, this is a show that's driven by you, our listeners. And the way that you can interact is with our phone number. Again, just text us, uh, 909-713-4152. You can also send us an email at purposehsmpodcast at gmail.com because this show is driven by you, the topic, and your comments are always welcome so that we can do the best job we can to make this show all about things you want to hear about. And what a great show we have today, Eric. That's right, Rob. We are talking about honoring your mother and father. We think this might be the most important thing for you students. We're going to give you some hacks and some tips on how to better engage your parents and why we think that's important. We're also wanting to talk to you parents uh, and give you some support and ideas on how to better engage with your student. We're going to be sharing some new stats that are coming out. We're going to be looking at some scriptures together. We're going to be covering some really sticky topics like pornography and uh, dieting and relationships and some of that messy stuff. Uh, and we're also going to be talking a little bit about 13 reasons why. And so make sure you listen in. Parents, listen to the student section so you can better understand where they're coming from. Students, listen to the parent section so you can give them a little more grace and love. And we hope this will be helpful. Welcome to the HSM show. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we know that you are listening from really all around the world. I'm sure we have extended family somewhere in another country. Daft Punk really is around the world. And immediately right now, our viewers just turned up their volume because they heard the voice of the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, the mystery, the guy who they thought went on hiatus, sabbatical, maybe forever. No, Rob Schwann is back in the studio in the house, ready to record this podcast. Eric, thank you for welcoming me back. I know that I said one thing that one time on the last time, and you're like, get out of here. In fact, and I want you to know, Rob, I'm so glad you're here, that I went ahead and poured you a water in my new uh, Los Angeles Angels or Anaheim Angels. How do we? The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Orange County. Yes. So I am clearly a big fan of baseball. I actually just went to a baseball game, uh, an Angels game, sat down, Finished eating my hot dog and nachos fairly quickly, and then kind of sat there and didn't really know what else I was supposed instantaneously to do. bought a jumbo like size popcorn. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm looking at like this like trash can size yeah. like popcorn bucket. So whenever it says souvenir next to it, I say yes, I'll take that. So, Actually, fun fact: I have an Angels cup like from the game I went to 2011. Well, there you go, and so, I still have it. So. so we have our Angels cups. Yes, uh, but today, Rob, you're back here. I'm here, and we have something really, really awesome to talk about, like, and I think. is it my new daughter that, since I've last been on, I had a daughter? That's right, you That did. must be it. You did. How is how is the old Phoebster doing? Phoebe Ray, she's three months old now. Three. Wow. Um, and being a father of two, much different than a father of one, yeah. as the popular phrase goes. Uh, my wife and I played zone defense on my one son, Robbie. Right. But now right. we're playing man-to-man, woman-to-woman. With two kids. And so it's a little bit more difficult. They can evade you real fast. Yes. Now, in my situation, I think I have three kids. What would you What would you call what we're doing? Uh, you, you would be playing the... 
uh, just trying to get the deep ball. Like you're going to let a lot of stuff happen up in front, and they're going to take care of a lot of chaos. But you're going to make sure the deep ball does not get past you. That is so right on, Rob. In fact, I would argue prevent defense. I would argue yes. we pulled ourselves completely out of the game, and we're just referees now. You know what I mean? We're, we're literally just refereeing the madness, the free for all. Yeah. And as long as there's not you know a fight that results in everyone going to the hospital, we consider it a really great day. Wow, and your Pits, your favorite team, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they know exactly what that means. I love my Steelers. <laughs> I do. I do. That's my football team. I love them. They're the best. And again, your favorite quarterback for the Steelers is. It leads me to my next topic of conversation, <laughs> Rob. Uh, you know, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about families right now, and yeah, um, Phoebe's in the house, and you know, we've got kids, and and what's really interesting right now is you and I have within the last few years we've become parents. Yeah, and, correct. And in addition. Uh, we have parents who parented us, and so also we find true. ourselves in this really interesting place. And and Rob, you actually came up with this really awesome idea that we should do a podcast on this super sexy, trendy. I mean, this topic is going to get attention. Google, it is up on the top of the search charts. All Twitter the is blowing up. People Absolutely. are Instagram attests tweeting this particular this topic. particular topic. You said, "Hey, we should do an entire podcast." On drumroll, honoring your mother and father, which most people say, really, exactly. That's I mean, that's kind of what I honestly thought when you first said that. I was like, there are so many more like exciting and um, enticing topics to cover. And then I got to think about. I said, Rob, you are so much wiser than me. You are so on it. What if? What if this commandment that is we're going to see shows up in the Old Testament? shows up in the teachings of Jesus, and then later in the New Testament with Paul, that this is a really, really big idea. I wonder if it's a really, really, really big idea because it actually has the power to change our lives. I 100% agree, and you literally took the words out of my mouth. That This idea of honoring your mother and father isn't, oh, this new 21st century concept, or not that like it was a brilliant idea of mine. Right. It shows up all over Scripture, and it has to be important. But yeah, when you think of the Ten Commandments, most people say, oh, honor the Sabbath, don't use God's name in vain, do not murder, do not steal. Yep. And those are, of course, big ones. But it was really interesting when I was going through the Ten Commandments when we were doing our We Believe series yeah. at HSM. We get to that commandment, mm. and a lot of students have mixed feelings. Yeah. And it's... Part of it is, well, of course I honor my mom and dad. Like, I love my mom and dad. They take care of me. They feed me. And then there are some people who don't necessarily have that point of view of their parents. So there's just a lot of different perspectives Mm. which don't really get discussed. So So, Rob, it's such a great topic to dig into. Let's get into it because I think you you hit it on the head. Um, Right now, even as you and I just said that, there are people right now who are wanting to tune out. And and before you kind of... Click pause and jump over to your other favorite podcast or your favorite song. Or another or episode of this podcast. Or another episode. Please, hear me out. Hear me out. Whether you are a student, I think what we're about to say has the power to to challenge you, to change you, to grow you. We're actually, in a few minutes, going to be talking to our parents. So if you are a parent listening to this podcast, we want you to hear what we have to say to your student, but we also want you to hear a few tips and tricks that we have for you. Um, Maybe there's some of you who you're listening and you're going, man, I I can't handle a conversation about mom and dad right now because I hate my mom and dad because um, there is so much tension and frustration around that relationship. And so I'm not into that. Well, we also have a few things that we want to share with you. And so 
Wherever you find yourselves, whether you're a student, a parent, whether you have a close relationship or a distant relationship, uh, we think that this is going to be really, really important for you. So, Rob, can you start us off just to give us some context? Where does this first show up in the Old Testament? Right. So in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, is where, again, we have Moses who has the tablets and he brings them down to, again, the uh, the people of God. Uh, and in verse 12, it, it reads, Honor your mother and father, or honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And wow. so it's... Interesting. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And a lot but of But there's pe- something different about that commandment. Correct. That, that ending part we're going to get to a little bit later. But yeah. of course, honor your mother and father. So yeah. this idea of, okay, what does it mean to honor? Yeah. So I, what was really popular, and I mean, it's still popular in a lot of different cultures, is your parents or your family is a symbol of, I want to make them proud, right? Mm-hmm. So when you do something, when you make an accomplishment, or when you embarrass yourself, it's not just you, yeah. it's. An extension of, wow, okay, who are your parents and who raised you? Mm. Like either for the good or the bad, right? So if like you help an old woman across the street, if you're getting great grades in school, if you're one of the best athletes, mm. a lot of people in different cultures would say, wow, who are those parents? They must be doing a great job raising their child. Vice versa, if that someone sees you stealing something, if someone sees you doing all these weird things or things that don't honor God, I mean, the first thing they say, "Why? Well, who are your parents and who raised you?" And in the in like Western civilization, America, we've become very individualized and yeah. we disconnect. Like, well, no, these are my actions. That mm-hmm. has nothing to do with my parents. Mm-hmm. And like we, there's ownership, but then also like, no, 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 like it's it's on me. It has nothing to do with my parents. And even parents go as far as, well, no, my kids make their own decisions. Yeah. So. It's really easy to think, oh, well, I'll honor my mom and dad and I have to do like this checklist of things. But when we really take a look, I mean, just at the time this was written, again, Moses sharing this to the people, think about what the Israelites have gone through. Mm. They were in exile in Egypt or they were slaves in Egypt and then they they got pulled out by Moses. And they went through a lot of things in their lives already at that point. And so... When Moses comes down from God, and again, God giving them these Ten Commandments to live by, he said, honor your mother and father so that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. Mm. It wasn't just honor your mother and father because I said so. Mm. I mean, the reason was, was because their parents and even their parents' parents have gone through this tumultuous time where they thought God wasn't there, but then God delivered. God brought them through. Mm. I mean, the parting of the Red Sea, the column of like spiraling flames, Mm. like they... God rescued them from the hands of the Egyptians. And so, and God provided manna. God provided sustenance so that the people will continue to live and make it through this time. And so when he says that, or when Moses brings this word from God to the people, Mm. there's so much embedded in that. And the point is, we're supposed to listen to our parents because they have wisdom. They've gone through those tumultuous times. And they don't just like say, well, you should listen to me because I'm your mom and dad. They do it because... I've seen God's hand work. Mm. I've seen God move. Mm. And I want you to know that God is still mm. living, breathing, and active. So, Rob, here's the thing. Because I think some of our listeners may even have heard everything that you just so beautifully said and said, well, you know what? That was an Old Testament thing. Yeah. We don't really need that anymore. Here's why we think you can't afford to ignore it. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 15, he's talking to a, a group of Pharisees, and he says this. And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might 
have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. You see, Jesus here, he's calling out the Pharisees because they're trying to actually get around this commandment of honoring your mother and father. And he's saying, hey, I see that little uh, mischievous thing you're doing and I'm not okay with it. Well, not only did Jesus say it was important, but then in Ephesians chapter six, Paul, as he's writing, he says this, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now, it's really interesting because it will say, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So we're going to get to the parent component, but Paul identifies that this command to honor your mother and father, it actually comes with a promise that uh, that life will be better. Uh, Jesus emphasizes it, says it's absolutely important. It began in the Old Testament. So unfortunately, we can't ignore it. But maybe fortunately, we shouldn't ignore it. Because I think that if we were to actually apply this idea of truly honoring our mother and our father, that um, we might experience some kind of freedom. We might experience some kind of life and future that we wouldn't be able to get to on our own. Like maybe, just possibly, um, things will go better for us if we were to honor them. And I think the the direction I want to take this conversation. So we've said why, because it's promised to us that life will look better if we choose mm-hmm. to honor mm-hmm. our mother and father. How? Here's the way I think we want to take this conversation. What is one way? And, and there are probably thousands of ways that we could talk about honoring your mother and father. But just for this short podcast, how? what is one way that you can honor your mother and father? I think it's listening. I think it's listening to their wisdom. Rob, do you feel like, is that something that you've experienced in the past? Is that something that's been beneficial to you, that the, the task, the act of listening? Well, uh, I will definitely say me becoming an adult, hmm. it, it's really helpful to like understand that you're not the only person in this world. Hmm. A lot of high schoolers and even junior hires like and I can accept junior hires because they're junior hires. We love junior hires. Uh, we love junior hires, absolutely. But they're like they're they're going through puberty. They're coming of mm. age, right? Mm. They, there's so many changes going on in their lives. Mm. Not only the the comforts of elementary school going to junior high where mm. you have to have six different teachers, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, and carry a backpack with books. Mm. I mean, but wow. nowadays I mean everything's on a tablet anyway. I'm so old. Point being, wow. there's there's a lot of change happening. In yeah. high school, you finally get to settle with like, okay, this is who I am. These are the habits I have. And now I'm starting to think independently for myself. Yeah. But I'm also beginning to consider I'm not the only person in this world. There's yeah. other people going on. There's other people that live with me. Yeah. And there's other things that happen beyond my control. Yeah. And so that was one thing that I learned like kind of like towards the middle of college, which mm. I wish I would learn in high school, mm. is that I need to listen more. Wow. If not just to my parents, but to the other people pouring into me. I mean, there were people who poured into me. Like I could think back to my some of my high school Bible study leaders. I could mm. think back to some, my youth pastors. I yeah. could think back to people in college. And I would, I would, so, and Jesus pointed this out in one of his, uh, um, parables you can hear but not listen Mm. i was hearing them like i know they were talking but i never truly listened i never took their words to heart it never made an effect or impact on me because i was saying i've got this figured out i I know how to roll i know how to walk and here's why rob i mean rob i just feel like 
I hope every student listening would reconsider whether they want to actually honor and honor their mother and father um, by listening to them. Because I wonder if this question would resonate with some of our listeners, especially our teenage listeners. Do you ever feel lonely? I think hmm. like in this culture that we live in, with how um, fast paced and um, and and almost the new language that social media has created, the new world that social media has created, and and technology, and um, just the interactions, what 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 is happening uh, in the hallways of school and within um, the classes, the kind of rumors that get spread, the way that Snapchat and and Instagram and um, Facebook and Twitter right. can become platforms of uh, gossip and whatever. I feel like some of our, some of our listeners, especially our students, that they feel incredibly lonely. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we haven't talked about this much and I know it's kind of a hot and contested topic, but, um, I recently watched, um, the whole, uh, I think 13 episodes, 14 episodes of the, of the show, 13 reasons why. And Mm -hmm. I watched it because as a youth pastor, I wanted to understand what these students were listening to. And I want to come out the gate and say, I don't think it's a really helpful show for teenagers to watch. Um, I think as as somebody who works with students, it was helpful for me and maybe even as parents. Um, and obviously, there's some dramatization there, and um, it's not a perfectly accurate picture in any way of what high school life is like. But the one thing that that saddened me, the thing that that just broke my heart about the show, is it highlighted over and over and over again that these students were going through so much turmoil, and and there were so many challenges, and there was so much like social disruption going on for them and and identity crushing situations and never once did they think it would be helpful to reach out to somebody older than them much less a parent and i wonder if some of our teenagers who are listening right now that one of the reasons they feel so lonely is because they're sort of harboring all of these anxieties and challenges of growing up and being a teenager. And we've lost the art of listening to the wisdom of our parents. And we've lost the art of going to them and reaching out to them and asking for wisdom and advice and encouragement. You see, our, our parents, I mean, they can they can see things just because they're a little bit older than us. They've gone through this stuff before, even though life for them looked differently. I feel like they can see the, the pie of life uh, a little bit clearer than we can, than oftentimes teenagers can. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if as students, if we'd be willing to admit, hey, you know what? My view of life, just because of my age and my experiences, is a little bit smaller than the view of those around me who are maybe a little bit older. And it's not that you know our parents or the people that are older than us are always getting everything right. We should check everything that they're saying with scripture and and, and process and discern. But possibly, just possibly, if we could learn to actually listen to our parents, mm-hmm. listen to our parent figures, our coaches, our mentors, our small group leaders, our pastors, our um, mentors, whatever it may be, if we could learn to listen to them, I wonder if they might be able to provide some kind of clarity that just our friends can't help us get right. to. Right, just to ping off that idea of, right, we, we live in this world of social media and, and this information where... We don't have to ask our parents. We don't have to go mm. to a professor. We don't have to consult an encyclopedia right. to get information. It's always readily available at yeah. our fingertips. Like all of us have a computer in our pockets, a yeah. smartphone, and can instantly get answers that we want to. And and that mindset doesn't change for oh, I'm doing it for school, and I'm doing it just to find out about life situations. Mm. I'm doing it to find out about sex. I'm doing it to find out about 
uh, yeah, what three plus three is. Like yeah. we we use these devices and this technology to constantly communicate. Mm-hmm. And for I mean, and for some students, and especially I think just for teenagers in general, we it's I mean, and actually I bet if we're being honest, Eric, okay, that there it's so much easier to text somebody yeah. than to make that phone call with right, somebody, right. and even more so, it's easier to phone call somebody than just to go walk and take yeah. the steps to go talk. I to mean, somebody. pause like mid say pause. My favorite question to ask <laughs> students when they like break up with their girlfriend or boyfriend is, "So did you text them or did you have a real conversation?" And the majority of the time, it's like. Well, we texted, right? right. So they'll, it's they'll tell me this story about, yeah, you know, I had this long conversation with my girlfriend or boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. When they say long conversation, they don't mean in person. And that's how maybe somebody's a little bit older, maybe his parents were thinking, oh, they had an in-person conversation. Right. More likely than not, it's over text. Right. And so it's this idea that we're, we're asking people to listen. It's uh, this idea, especially in 2017, mm. We want it to be on our terms. Yeah. Like, I'm now ready to listen. Mm. Where, think about, I mean, just think before the dawn of the internet, when you wanted to get wisdom, you had to go make the effort to go seek it, yeah. and that person would give it to you. Yeah. Where now the information's there. You can yeah. go get it. Yeah. It's just, now I have to actually make the effort on where do I want to get it from? Yeah. And a lot of people are just like, well, I can do it from my bed. I can do yeah. it from sitting on the toilet. I can do it. Yeah. Like, it's... That information is always there, and so we, rather than being discerning on who I should get it from, I should mm. seek the best, the brightest, the wisest. We yeah. just say, I just, I'll just settle for whatever comes up first in my Google search. And Rob, you, you always say like we want this podcast and our lives to be real, raw, and honest, yeah. right? And I, and I remember for me as a sixth grader, um, you know, I remember that was when I was beginning to learn about porn, about masturbation, about sex. And it wasn't from my parents. And my parents, you know, mm. we, we had a we had an incredibly open household in terms of conversation. We'd have a lot of conversations about lots of amazing things. I don't remember us um, very often having conversations about sex and about um, some of those really personal matters. The reality is, though, is I was still having those conversations. I just wasn't having them at home. I was having them with my friends. I was having them with my friends' brothers. And the danger of that is I was getting misinformation. I was getting Mm. short-sighted perspectives on um, sexuality, on relationships, on um, what it looks like to be a boyfriend, how it looks to interact with a girl. Um, And and that ultimately didn't help me, right? That didn't give me uh, that long and prosperous life that honoring your parents does. It ended up in some train wrecks. It ended up in some really tough challenges and some really broken relationships and and lots of mistakes and and habits and patterns that um, you know that that were really detrimental for me. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, you you said it so eloquently. This idea of that com- like it's you and me together. Yeah. We I never I never had that conversation of sex, birds, and the bees with my parents. Yeah. It came from friends mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and like it's it's always it's never the full picture. Yeah. And yeah, I had great parents. I had a great childhood. It's not like I had something wrong. Mm-hmm. But like, where where is that barrier of mm-hmm. parents being willing to say, you know what, these are my kids, yeah. and it's my it's my responsibility mm-hmm. to look out for them, not just like, oh, make sure you get the soccer practice, and now you have your lunch in your backpack. It's mm-hmm. like you know what, like you are going to like maybe get married someday. You're yeah. going to have a sexual relationship, and 
And, I, and again, like I can recall from my childhood, my parents, I mean, I, I knew they loved each other, but I never saw it. Hmm. Like, they, I've, obviously I'm here, so they, they've done something together. Yeah. But this idea... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, breaking news. Um, Do we have to like categorize this podcast as explicit? Because yeah. Because you said that? Or? Sorry about that. Notice how I left out a lot of details. Yes, okay, yes. Um, but the point is like, I never saw them affectionate with one another outside of that right. which led me to ask questions it was always sure. very business like and again not that it was awful or wrong of course but i just didn't have that comfort level of like having broaching that topic yeah. and they and they didn't yeah. approach me about that so, so it's, rob you i mean i feel like both you and i's hearts are moving in the direction of we want to we have a few things we want to say to our parents right mm-hmm. let's let's hold off on that if we could wrap up this section on talking to our students so i think one thing you know that you had highlighted is maybe there's some students out there who uh, have really great parents and just have not sort of stepped over that uncomfortable barrier of having those tough conversations. We want to give a few tips to them. But we also want to talk to the students who maybe they're listening right now and they're going, you know what, my parents, because of what's going on at home, home life is crazy right now. It's tumultuous. My parents are not in healthy places. I have a disconnected, distant relationship. My parents aren't alive anymore. I'm not, they're not in the story. They're not in the situation. I don't know what to do. Let's talk to them as well. So let's start with, you know, if let, let's say somebody does have, a student does have some good parents, they're connected, they're interested, they're loving, they're supportive in the household. What are some like real practical tips for how they can honor them by listening to them? I mean, how do they, how, how what, what kind of things would we offer to them for how to engage in that and how to have that kind of deeper relationship? All right. So for students, it's, are you sharing uh, what you're learning. Oh, that's so good. Like, I mean, a lot of times we come home from school and yes. your parents will ask you kind of the arbitrary, what you learn today? And we yeah. go, mm-hmm. yeah. And so like one thing I do in my classroom is I have students write down our learning objective. Like mm-hmm. I, hopefully your teacher does this, like students will add one plus one today. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, even if you write it down, like you can be the, the like the, this, this, the snot-nosed kid, hey, what'd you learn today? Just throw your planner at them and then it's like, walk out. I hope you wouldn't do that. No, we don't want but to do that. the point being like, do, you, do your parents try to engage you? And are you the student that's just like, nah, I'm not, I'm just going to give them like lip service and leave? Yeah. Or like, are you going to take that opportunity and like say, hey, you know what? My day was good, but I had a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, are you the mm-hmm. one that's like rather than just blowing them off and like saying, meh, they're just going to do same old, same old. What if you flip the script wow. and like said, okay, you're trying to engage me. Let me engage you about a topic that really concerns Rob, me. Rob, it's kind of like working out. Now, again, I'm talking about things that are way beyond me. But from what I've <laughs> ah! heard, from what I've heard, that when you first begin working out, your muscles are not used to those kind of movements. Correct. Your body doesn't have that kind of stamina. And so it is challenging on the front end, right? Like mm-hmm. to go to the gym and put in 30 minutes can feel really exhausting, really tiring, really foreign, right? But the more you do it, the more regularly you do it, the more natural those kinds of exercises and workouts and that habit becomes. I think the same is true for our students that don't expect that the very first time you go to your parent and just say, hey, can we talk? And I want to tell you a little bit about what's going on in my life. Or when they ask you a question and you have that moment where you can either say, everything's fine, put the headphones in and run up to your room, or you can actually engage them. Don't think that that very first time is just going to be super easy, natural, and so comfortable. Right. But I guarantee you that just like working out, if you will commit to those things, if you will say, you know what, every single day, and I love what you said, Rob, like even at the end of the day, 
just saying, you know what, every single day, I'm going to share something with my parents. I'm going to share something meaningful and deep and not something surface level, not something where I got, you know, 13 math questions or I got to be on this test or whatever. I want to challenge you to share something vulnerable. I think that's the key, Rob, is, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. what would be something vulnerable to share with your parents? And start small, but every day make a commitment to share something vulnerable with your parents because they really do love you. They really do care about you. They really do want your best. And maybe, just maybe, as you honor them, you'll listen to them. You'll hear some of their advice, some of their encouragement, and maybe it'll help you in a situation. Well, and something that just came to my heart would be how, like, I imagine my kids growing up and, like, coming home from school. Yeah. Like, what if, like, one of the themes of our family was, like, how did you, like, so obviously when we're, we're Christ is inside of us and, like, we're living a Christ-like life, the fruits of the Spirit are evident, right? Mm. So maybe my son comes home, my daughter comes home. How did you demonstrate love today? How, yeah. Or how did you demonstrate peace patience mm. kindness goodness mm. and so like maybe that could be the start of it like because mm. if like you're a christ honoring home you mm. want to obviously be the things of god just maybe that's the that's how you break into it like yeah. hey like your whole family is like okay today we're all about uh faithfulness yeah. like how did you how how the fruit of the spirit of faithfulness show up at school how did it right. show up at soccer how did it show up with uh, yeah, just like honoring your mom and dad, for That's example. Good. And and you're going to miss out on those conversations if you choose to put the headphones in, if you choose to be on Instagram all day once you get home from school. And so students, I really want to challenge you. I think one of the things I hate seeing is when I'll pass by a car and I'll see the parent driving and the kid either in the back seat or in the passenger seat, headphones in, glued to their phone. What a bummer. What a missed opportunity to connect. And so I want to challenge you as tempting as it may be and as addicted as you might be uh, to the drug of your phone and and social media and even just disconnecting because you're you're worried or you feel like you're not sure how this interaction with your parents is going to go. I want to challenge you to put that stuff down and to Mm. really choose to engage. Good. Yeah. And then then I think being willing to listen, that even as your parents are sharing stuff with you, just to be willing to listen. Now, Rob, what about for those students who they uh, don't have a healthy home life? There's nobody uh, in that immediate family that they would say, man, this person is really somebody I can talk to. What would you say to them? Right. And so, and that, and that's where this command on your mother and father, a lot of students who are in that situation, they instantly get turned off. Like, nope, that's, that's not for me. That's good. Like, and I hope that we're all coming to understanding. We don't get to pick and choose mm. what God says is right or wrong. Or like, oh, I'll apply that to my life. Not so much. Yeah. It's, it's not a grocery store of God's love. It's you get all of it. Yep. And so, like, and when so when we're honoring God, like, okay, honoring your mother and father is a part of that. But for some of you, your heart could be, I, I hear this, hmm. but you, God, you obviously don't get where I'm at. Yeah. You don't get like who my mom is. You don't get how abusive my dad is to my mom. Mm. So many students that I've worked with at HSM and just in high school, it's typically both parents are there, but there is some sort of abusive relationship happening, whether mm. it's to the spouse, one of the uh, the mom or dad, mm. or to the student. Right. And so, or you've got one parent that's not around, or one parent right. that's gone. And so, or... and so, a lot of students will say like, "I there's no way I can honor my dad." Yeah. Because he. Like he's he's in jail. Like he did this. He did mm-hmm. this to me and my mom. Like a lot of students will automatically put up the wall. And like there's no way I can do this, mm-hmm. God. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so, and a lot of students are aggregating and limiting their scope. Yeah. We talked about this perspective, right? Of like yeah. students, and so they automatically think, "Well, my father is the man who put one 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 together with my mom, and that's yeah. why I'm here." 
what we're, I guess what I want to branch your ideas to. So honor your father and mother mm. is this idea of honoring the people that are pouring into you, mm. honoring the people that have given you wisdom, given you time, mm. given you space to, again, wrestle with either life's topics or even godly topics when mm. you grow as a Christian. And so maybe some of you in this category almost need to identify who are the mother figures? Who are the father figures mm-hmm. in my life? Mm-hmm. Whether that's a mentor, a coach, a small group leader, a pastor, a teacher, a mentor, whoever, and almost identify them as as somebody that you have the opportunity to be intentional with, that you have the opportunity to engage with, that you have the opportunity to have those tough and challenging conversations. Because you're either going to have them with your friends only, or you're going to invite somebody that maybe has a bigger picture that maybe can offer you something that your friends can't into that conversation. Right. And so, and because of that, like I, there's a lot of mostly pain that comes from like having those intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, sometimes the cycle of abuse can continue outside of your home and with your parents, Mm -hmm. even to some of the relationships that other students have. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like if you can have those conversations, and again, that healing process not only begins inside of you, but then it really becomes like, you know what, I was relying on my parents for this, is that, and the other. I really needed Jesus, number one. Like I needed Jesus to fill in those holes for mm-hmm. me. And then it becomes, well, you know what, my parents are people too. They're also mm-hmm. sinners that need to be saved by grace, or again, they are sinners saved by grace. Mm-hmm. And they just need me to be that example, just as Timothy. They don't look at anyone because you're look down on you because you're young, but set the example mm. for others to follow. And so yeah. maybe you need to be the one that sets the example. And so, and I and kind of to spin off that a little bit. A lot of uh, I hope you guys realize, like being parents mm. is not like, oh well, gosh, I guess I have kids now. Well, what can I do to have them do whatever, and then I'll just like pick them up, drop them off, so that their needs are taken care of elsewhere. Right. I view parenting, and I think again, I believe this one hundred percent. How God views parenting as a huge responsibility that yeah. we have been given a privilege to have children that are of our own flesh and blood, and teach them the ways of the Lord, mm-hmm. like it says in Proverbs. And so we're given these, we're given these gifts from God, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to train them in the way they should go. And a lot of parents. I'm, again, I'm not speaking to anything in particular, but just a lot of parents, I think, lose that perspective. Yeah. It becomes, well, kids, you're old enough now, start doing chores. Yeah. Or, well, you're almost 18, get out of my house. Like yeah. it, The perspective that some students have and some of the perceptions that they've been growing up with is their parents don't take the role of like parenting and mm-hmm. shepherding that well. And so something we want to talk about with parents is taking that leadership role yeah. and like understanding not only just the joy of what it is to be a parent, but then right. also that responsibility. And like I feel that with, uh, I know it's easy for me to say with a two-year-old and a three-month-old, mm-hmm. but just this idea of like, I hope that I never lose that charge or that passion for, yeah. these are my kids and I want to help them yeah. and teach them and help them grow in the way of the Lord. Well, and that I think is a perfect segue to the last thing we want to focus on is we want to talk to our parents. You know, I think... Rob, you identified it that we live in a culture where um, it can be easy, and I'm gonna be—I want to be the first to admit this. It can be easy for me as a parent to settle into the role of chauffeur, not leader, right? Mm. And and we sometimes think that, man, as a parent, my job is just to get them from point A to point B, um, and and you know whether that's to church or to soccer or to a friend's house or to this gathering or whatever. Um, and so we settle for thinking my job is to be a chauffeur when 
all the while, my job is to actually be a leader, that both Sarah and I are spiritual leaders in our home, that we're um, helping to raise these three amazing kids into the people that God has created them to be. So let's talk to our parents. Let's give them some coaching and some encouragement and some tips. Um, And parents, maybe some of you go, oh man, like, my kid doesn't need to hear from me or, you know, is is life that crazy for them? I I think you know it is, but, um, you know, Rob, before we started this podcast, you and I were reading an article that came out recently that just um, breaks my heart. I mean, it it revealed some pretty incredible data about students and what they're experiencing. One of the things it talked about is that uh, by the age of eight, 80% of girls have already tried dieting. So by the age of eight, 80% of our young girls have already tried dieting. Let's think about that as a parent. What does that tell you about how our young women um, understand their bodies, understand um, what is value, what is most valuable about them? Where are the parents in these kinds of conversations? Uh, how is that happening? Um, the other thing the article was pointing out is, that um, that more and more girls are actually watching porn. So the stats are insane in terms of guys, that 90% of guys by the time they graduate high school um, have watched porn, uh, a lot of them on a regular basis. Um, but researchers are finding more and more that young women are watching porn. And uh, one of the reasons they think that they're watching porn is to try to identify what is it that guys are looking for. So now not only are our young women women looking at magazines and TV and movies and supermodels and saying, this is how I should look when my clothes are on. Now they're watching porn and saying, this is how I should look when my clothes are off. Mm -hmm. And what's devastating about both of those is what's depicted in porn is absolutely not reality in any sense. In fact, like 90% of what they film is not included in the porn films that they make because, um, you know, girls are throwing up because uh, there's massive amounts of drug use because there's violence and all kinds of horrible things. Uh, You look at, you know, what's being portrayed out in culture and media and, um, you know, the airbrushing that has happened, the Photoshop work that's happening with anything that you see in print. And so there are these two worlds where this is how you should look with your clothes off. This is how you should look with your clothes on. And neither of those worlds are reality, Mm -hmm. are are, uh, in reality in any way whatsoever. And so for our parents, you need to know that your kids, your students desperately need you to be having these kinds of conversations. Because I remember gathering with my buddies and we had conversations and it was not going in the direction that my parents would have wanted. <laughs> it wasn't certainly going in a direction that was going to ultimately help me and how I'm supposed to interact with a woman, mm-hmm. how uh, I'm called to be as a man. And we need our parents to be stepping into this conversation. Right. It, it, the word that just keeps popping in my heart and my mind is engage. Mm. And how... Well, I mean, if we just think about, I mean, just think of the generations and think of the transitions we've gone through. Mm. I mean, our parents who had their parents, mm. they lived in a world without technology. Mm. Well, I mean, television was sure. there. And again, people will say rock and roll was the devil or mm-hmm. like, uh, like watching the Beatles on television was bad. But like, I mean, obvi- I mean, sure, we can look at that in retrospect and say, oh, that really wasn't all that bad. Yeah. But at the same time, it was, a, it was the introduction to yeah. how it was permeating our lives. Mm. And so... 
a lot of parents, again, that's the culture they grew up in where cell phones and computers and yeah. it wasn't ubiquitous. Where yeah. our students, again, were if the parents aren't engaging with mm. their students about these topics, then the students will get it elsewhere. Again, if they're not asking you the questions, they're asking their friends, they're asking Google yeah. these questions. And and, and I, I say all this just like I don't want our parents like to beat themselves up like, man, I've really screwed it up. Yeah. It's it wasn't the natural thought process yeah. where Eric, you and I have grown up again. Not that computers have always or the internet's always been there, but it's for the most of our lives has been. Yeah. And we are aware of social media. We are aware of all the dangers of pornography and how easy it is to get our hands on. And so we know how to prepare our kids. Where our yeah. parents, again, parents of our high school students right now. They, they may not be as like sharp or as savvy with how to put parental blocks or even how to have those conversations. So parents, I want to encourage you just to know that, right, I don't want you to get yourself down because you don't understand or like know every single trap door that you're going to mm-hmm. get into. But at the same time, I think just approaching your student with, you know, obviously they know technology better than you do and not that like teach me everything I need to know, but just having the conversation and engaging with like, yeah. hey, I've heard these things. Like I was listening to this great mm. podcast that kind of introduced me to like all these social media things. And I want to make sure yeah. you're just, are you, are you tiptoeing with temptation or are you pushing that out? Yeah. And how can I encourage you son or daughter yeah. uh, making sure that you aren't being tempted yeah. in the ways of like, this is not what reality yeah. is. So Rob, let's get super uber practical. And, and okay. parents, as you're listening right now, uh, maybe get out a pen, paper, get out your phone, take some notes because we want to give you some stuff. Uh, we want to give you some hacks that we think will be really, really helpful uh, to build deeper relationships with your students and to be able to actually engage in what's going on. Uh, I'm going to throw out a few, give you a few minutes to think about, Rob, maybe mm-hmm. some that you would share. Um, here's the first one that just came to my mind. I would say parents, I tell parents this all the time, set up regular times. Maybe this is once a week. Maybe it's every other week where just you and your kid goes out for ice cream, uh, goes to Starbucks, um, getting your nails done, going shopping, um, going out to their favorite restaurant, whatever it may be. Find time, make time regularly in your calendar where you are hanging out with your student and be a learner of your student. Try to understand what they're going through. These are great opportunities, not when they're, the problem is parents oftentimes want to have these really, really deep conversations when their kids are in trouble, right? When they're disciplining (laughs) them. That's the worst time to have it. Be on the offense when it comes to this. If you want to have really great conversations with your kids, be proactive about it. Take them out. And as you're hanging out with them, I want to encourage you, whether it's throwing the football, um, whether it's playing basketball, whether it's at a meal, coffee, wherever – Have questions ready to go where you want to ask them just about their life. Ask them about school. Ask them about their friends. Ask them about what's going on. And when they say something kind of alarming, uh, hold it in, right? Don't react. Don't let your face show that like, you know, you're ready to have a heart attack. Stay engaged and listen. Listen to your student. Um, The second hack and tip I want to give you is that um, when you are interacting with your student, Um, It is so important, it is so important um, to let them know that you're not perfect, right? And so I would encourage you to be open and sharing stories, sharing about the ways that life has been hard for you, that you remember being in a similar situation, that that uh, the benefit of listening to other people and how, uh, you know, that's affected your life. Um, so those are my those are just the first two that kind of come to my mind. Mm-hmm. Rob, do you got anything? What yes. specifically would you want to give a parent? So I mean, me being a high school teacher, yes. um, 
the parents, you can be teachers too. Yeah. Like rather than being reactive to, oh, mm-hmm. what's my son or daughter doing? And then like re- reacting with them mm-hmm. and like what, whether it be good or bad. Like, yeah. I mean, great at sports, great at like some academic thing. What if you brought, brought up to the conversation, hey, I was reading this article like mm-hmm. uh, in Parade Magazine or the in the newspaper or online. Mm-hmm. And like just, I mean, even if it's like, it could be super deep. Like, so Eric and I read this article about just how girls and boys, again, how pornography is affecting the way they're supposed yeah. to be looked clothed. Which, by the way, clothed. this is a secular article, which is amazing that the whole world is beginning to understand how devastating pornography, pornography. is. So, like, what, whatever kind of topic it may be, yeah. you, you should be the teacher of mm. that. So, like, bring that up to, like, mm. hey, whether it be, like, again, one-on-one conversation, whether it be with the family, whatever it is, like, you can be the teacher and say, hey, mm-hmm. I've I read about this new app. And, like, it could be, I, I mean, it doesn't always have to be serious. It could be, hey, I saw this new app and I thought it would be cool to, like, do with you. And then, like, you can totally <laughs> use social media for that. Hey, I got on Snapchat and your yeah. kids will be off Snapchat just like that. <laughs> if you want. But Or maybe. But anyway, point being... Like you can be the teacher and the leader in the sense of whether it be an article, yeah. whether it be an app, whether it be a TV show, and you can bring it up. So rather than reacting to what the student is doing in your life, be proactive and say, oh, hey, here's something that I was doing on my own and I wanted to bring it up with you. So it's not yeah. always your student relying on the topic because I know parents, it could be difficult because it's like pulling teeth to actually get your kid like to open up more than a few words or a yes or no. And so what if you brought the conversation like we're able to share your thoughts and feelings and maybe you might hit uh, a point where the student would react to what you have to think or what you have to say. So That's you good. being the teacher and the leader and uh, you taking the initiative and yeah. being the proactive one to like rather than being reactive, yeah. be proactive. And I've got three more, Robin. Let me yes. push that one that you just said. Let me push it even a little farther. Um, I've made a decision as a parent parent that um, I recognize that Charlie, I'll just take Charlie for example, Charlie's five right now, um, that sometime down the line, he is going to uh, be curious about sex, right? And about relationships. Uh, That is going to happen. And he is either going to begin to have those conversations with his friends who are going to give him one perspective, or he's going to have those conversations with me, and I think I'll be able to give him a better perspective. The question is, who do I want to have those conversations with him first? Do I want his friends to have that conversation with them first, or do I want to have that conversation with them first? Especially when it comes to pornography, um, lust, um, any of those kind of topics. And so I've made a decision as a parent that, uh, and using discernment, and as Sarah and I are praying and talking through it, that I am willing to have conversations with Charlie slightly earlier than he may be ready to have these conversations in order to beat his friends to it. Hmm. Um, Because I just think the narrative that his friends would offer him about pornography is probably going to be very different than the narrative that I would offer him. And I'm sure there's parents out there who are apprehensive and fearful, like, well, what if I bring it up? And then it, like, becomes this this sinful pattern where, like, oh, man, if I didn't bring it up, then he wouldn't even have this issue. But I'd rather err on the side of I brought it up first, and then if he's more curious... Again, oh, my friends have started talking about that. And I didn't even notice because it's like that age of innocence where like, again, that wasn't even on their mind. But you brought it up first from a, again, a very biblical perspective and one of like, I'm here because I love you and I want you to know the truth. Yeah, and you nailed it, Rob. It's not a matter of whether or not your student will learn about porn. The question is, 
when will they learn about porn, right? When will they learn about sex? Um, and I, I'm making a decision as a parent. I want to be on the front end of that. And I believe that in, in the kind of home that we're trying to create where questions are always open um, and, you know, we tell the kids all the time, we will always tell you the truth. You can ask us anything. We'll always tell you the truth. Um, that uh, I want to have those conversations with my kids um, before other people get that opportunity. Uh, the second thing I want to encourage you with is technology is not going anywhere. It's only evolving, right? Like right. we're not going backwards, right? Facebook has over a billion users right now. Um, there's new apps coming out all the time. Technology will only evolve. And so going back to that idea that you were talking about, Rob, of engaging, I want to encourage you parents that you need to learn the technological digital world that your kids live in. I've I've used this analogy before, but for many of our students, if you've ever read the book, Lord of the Flies, right? It's the story of uh, a plane crash and there's a bunch of kids leaving on an island and there's no parents at all. And what happens is total mayhem. The reality is we have a digital world that is like the Lord of the Flies where there are hardly any parents involved and it's creating so much turmoil and um, pain for students. And so parents, I want to challenge you, learn technology, whether this is coming and talking with a small group leader or a pastor or a coach who maybe knows a little bit more than you. Maybe it's sitting down with your with your students saying, hey, help me understand how Snapchat works. Hey, what is it about this app that is so interesting? Why do you think people like this? Be a learner of technology and the way the digital age is moving. Um, I think that's going to help you. And then the last one is there's this really cool... Uh, parent newsletter that I get, um, from Homeward, uh, Homeward, um, Bound the Incredible Journey. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's uh, it's the Homeward Parent newsletter, and it's out of APU. And Great they they send out like weekly emails with, "Hey, They're here the are best. the okay, okay." Point Loma probably does something cooler, but mm. for now, APU's got the niche on this corner market or whatever that phrase is. So, uh, so Google Homeward, uh, Homeward APU, and you will uh, be able to subscribe, and you can get articles. Uh, that talk about newest research relating to students, what's trending right now. Um, and th- I've always found those resources to be really, really helpful in understanding uh, kind of what students are thinking and how they're living. Yeah, and I, I as you were talking about technology, uh, we have a, there's a, there's one day at church every year where, again, our high school students can go to the senior adults and help them with their cell phones or yes. with their technology, whether it's uh, learning how to use FaceTime to connect with their families, things yeah. like that. What if, and Eric, this might be more work on you and maybe our amazing assistants in the HSM office. Wow. What if we made like a, a workshop for parents mm. where like, again, we show them here are the latest social media apps. And here's what you can do as parents to either put like filters or just like be monitors of what your kids are yeah. doing just as a sense of that. And so, well, here's what I'd love to say to that. If yes. there's parents listening who would be interested in that, uh, shoot us an email at purposehsmpodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a text 909-713-4152. And if this was something that would be interesting to you, I would love to put something on like that. I think that could be really, really helpful. That's right. And I mean, even even to the point where we can have some of our amazing student leaders who are willing to be honest about like mm. the experience that they've had maybe themselves if, they, if they've gone through so, like, so, like where they were less mature mm-hmm. and may have used social media for the wrong purposes and know what's on the darker side. 
to where they they could share like I you would think I'm a normal kid, but mm. this is what I've been exposed to, kind yeah. of thing. And yeah, like I I really would see that as a valuable resource to our parents who are yeah. listening. Rob, this has been awesome. I think we've really addressed this idea of honoring your mother and father and how um, it comes with a promise because it ultimately is going to be for your best to listen, to care for, to um, be in relationship with your parents or parental figures in your lives and or, right? The ideal is that um, you're connected at home and you're also connected to the church. Um, and, and with those people. Uh, and I think we've talked to students and, and given you some things to think about parents. Hopefully we've offered some support and encouragement to you. Uh, before we sign off, Rob, do you have any kind of last things you want to share? Uh, so this this commandment that is given again in Exodus 20 and that shows up as Eric has already said with Jesus addressing it with the Pharisees and with Paul addressing it to the church in Ephesus. Mm. It's, it's obviously important. Mm-hmm. It's obviously something where it's not just found in Leviticus that one time where again we're just trying to decide like what it is what it means to like live a clean life for God. It's it's something that I think culturally is I mean has its ebbs and flows. Um, and especially right now in 2017, I think it's something where as parents, there's a great opportunity to take a stand in mm. it. And as students, I think there's a great opportunity for you to be the leaders of your household and initiate rather than your parents being the ones that break the awkward barrier, which I get, I mean, parents, I really charge you to do students. Maybe you find the way to, uh, make sure you're the ones that break the ice yeah. and make sure that you let your parents know you're open to those kind of conversations because I think once somebody steps out in faith and saying, hey, you know what, I want to start talking mm. to my mom and being, again, engaged in that conversation, whether it be about sex or something a little bit less, um, less, not vol- is not the right word, but less uh, intense, less intense. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if you started off that way, um, I think that would be, I mean, really great just as far as honoring our mothers and fathers and the wisdom they have mm. honoring our mothers and fathers, because they're the ones that have gone before us, um, and have lived a teenage life, albeit different than our teenage lives and the teenage lives that our high schoolers are having. Uh, I really think that there's rich opportunity for our parents to actually teach if we listen, not just here. Listen, Eric, is there anything else you want to say? Well, Rob, I want to first thank you for bringing this conversation to the table. I think it's really, really important. I I definitely had a change of heart on it, so thank you. And then um, the last thing I want to say is I just want to, in light of everything uh, that's been shared, students, I want you this week, I want to challenge you to uh, pick one way that you are going to choose to um, open up conversation with your parents. I want you to make one decision uh, each day to invite them into your world so they know what's going on. And parents, I want you to do one thing, one thing each day that shows your student that you care about them, that you're invested in them, and that you want to know what's going on. So, Rob, I'm so excited. This has been great. Signing off. Love you. Love you guys. HSM Show family, we hope you love this episode. And again, we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your comments. Was this something you liked? Maybe you heard something and like, I want to ask more questions. This is how you do it. Send us a text at 909-713-4152. You can email us at purposehsmpodcast at gmail.com. We need to hear from you so that we know, was this good? Was this bad? What else would you add? 
um, and all those great things because this show is driven by you, our listeners. And I hope there's something out that you liked that you're going to share this. You can even share a segment. We love you share the whole show. But take it, love it, share it. And again, we want to hear from you. Phone number again, 909-713-4152. Our email address, purposehsmpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>